Before we get started, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to episode 8 of Searching for MacGuffin with your host, George, Gabe, and Link. And today's topic is Enter the Snyderverse. Yes, the Spiderverse. No, no, Link, the Snyderverse. That's not the verse I want to enter. <laughs> well, Ancient Lamentations plays in the background. Yes. Um, for those uninitiated, what is the Snyderverse? The Snyderverse, I guess, could be ter- could be defined as the movies that uh, Zack Snyder, director, um, has contributed to the DC Extended Universe. And for us, I think we've kind of classifying also the movies that have been influenced and kind of affected um, by the movies that he's created. The Snyderverse is the darkest timeline in the community, <laughs> and we're currently living in it. Because someone thought it was a good idea to give Scott Snyder. I mean, oh. <laughs> no, yeah, Zach. we're talking about Zach Snyder. Like, I love Scott Snyder, <laughs> the, the comic book author. Oh, but someone gave which Snyder is it again? Zach, Zach Snyder. Snyder. Someone thought it was a good idea to give Zach Snyder a universe, a a, a DCU. Yeah, it, it's actually kind of funny because it, that's why him, it's the darkest timeline for him. Yeah, Snyder himself only really directs the. The Superman movies, and then Justice League, which is kind of like an extension of that. But it's funny, Link's reaction to the Snyderverse. I guess we need like a warning at the top of this episode. I don't know, Gabriel. I am personally not a fan of the Snyderverse. Mm-hmm. So if you are, you know, just different opinions here. You get me? I am not a fan of it. But that's that's just me. Yeah, I think we just gotta preface it with um, these are just our opinions. And some people may not agree with them, but it's just, it's something that I guess has gotten us, like the three of us to talk about a lot over mm-hmm. the years. And it's something we feel like we want to, we want to share. It's yeah. also like critical. It's important. Like if in, if you're in this fandom sphere, there's no, there's no way around like yeah. these movies. They're, exactly, yeah. yeah, they're kind of central to like DC's cinematic narratives. Um, I'm going to try to be as positive as possible. It's funny because we always try to have like kind of like a balanced presentation here, but when we were talking about this, is like full disclosure. I don't think any of us are like real fans of this take on the DC characters. Agreed. Well, yeah. No, 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 not me. What? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's it's a uh, there's a number of things. I think personally for me, um, I think that can be kind of overindulgent in his. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, he can be kind of. I don't know. Let's say. How would you say it? I don't want to be mean, but it's like he's kind of full of himself when in some of these films. Okay. Like, like Zack Snyder's Justice League. There was a lot of hype around that one, and, and I, I think we'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll get but, to that. But I think that that one was just... And, other, and, and other instances as well where he kind of just... It, the films insist upon themselves, and I'm kind of just like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, I do know how I feel about it. I'm <laughs> just trying to be as nice as possible. I just personally don't like the creative licenses that yeah. he's taken... Specifically with Batman, 
Um, Ben Affleck shouldn't be Batman, but he's Batman. <laughs> no, but the fact that he makes Batman, he, he, like Batman uses a gun. Like this isn't uh, Fortnite. There's no reason why Batman should be using guns. Right. So stuff like that, I don't like the small things like that that bother me. Also, I'm just not a fan of his style of of filmmaking. Yeah. But that's a that's another thing. Yeah, I, I guess we should probably start there. In order to understand the Snyderverse, you kind of have to understand Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. And it's not Zack Snyder the person, because like, at the end of the day, we don't really know Zack yeah, Snyder the person. he might be a cool person. Well, I mean, everything that we know so far, he seems to be a pretty like humble, down-to-earth guy. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he's a pretty passionate guy, which is why he goes, he goes hard in these films. I think I personally just don't agree with the takes that he has and, and some of the choices. But, I mean, obviously, that has to be said. Like, he seems like he really does care about what he does. Um, like, from interviews and, and, and articles that I've read, he seems to be, like, he really does want to do a good job, and he's, he considers himself a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not easy to make a movie. It really isn't. It really, it really isn't, and it's, it's tough work. And, I mean, kudos to him for, for being able to, to take on such endeavors. I just, I think it's just a matter of, difference of opinion i guess yeah that's a good point that you bring up because at the end of the day like in fandom we like to sit back and criticize and and really that's what we're supposed to do right we're supposed to consume we're the consumer and we're gonna have feelings about that consumption but yeah this work is really really hard and sometimes we think oh we could do better but but really you know many of us probably can't because the the all the requirements and or demands of like a project of this size like the ones that he does no yeah for sure and i mean he has a he is a kind of like a, a like a, a good track record at first like, yeah when you start off it's it's not bad um obviously dawn of the dead which also like uh, i mean truth be told i haven't seen that film in a while yeah it's been a while well, i saw it when it came out yeah, and i've yeah. never seen it again and that was like because like real breakthrough yeah and then what did he have, like 300, as well as Watchmen? Yeah. So so that's funny because it's what you say, like, Dawn of the Dead, I remember enjoying it, but I don't really remember what... Because sometimes you go into a film and you're, like, cold. Like they, We didn't know who Zack Snyder was, or at least I didn't at the time. And it's just a movie, and I evaluate it. But then these people, they become, like icons right they have a like an identity to us and then we're start we're seeing the next one like oh this is a snyder film and it's like it's under the different lens of like you're not just evaluating the film but you're evaluating the filmmaking process which sometimes gives them equity and sometimes it like it's a detriment because we're like you know we're we become we start to nitpick or like or look for patterns no yeah i completely agree and i don't know i feel like I remember watching 300 as a kid mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, like it, I think it was pretty, it, when it came out and it released, it was pretty yeah. big. Like it kind of took over. People had like, people were doing the chants and people were saying the lines and people were getting six packs. <laughs> that that happened? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I remember the memes before memes. Like I remember like a lot of the lines and, and you know, true. the images, yeah. the imagery before it had really like taken off. And I feel like it really popularized the the story of the of the three hundred Spartans, mm-hmm. which I mean it's it's a it was a famous story before, but I feel like it really took a place in like modern culture. Um, it definitely like recontextualized it for like a whole generation that yeah. probably hadn't heard of the story. It might well, might not have. No, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like I think 
the only reason I had known of that story is because I had watched the old movie, The 300 Spartans, and then it was also really deep into um, Halo. Yeah. Like, they, they brought a bunch of stuff in from, uh, they took a lot of the, I guess, philosophy with training and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, like, it wasn't, like, such a big deal, and then 300 drops, and, I mean, it catches on fire. People are people pretty crazy about it at the time. And I think that was... The first time I kind of got scolded for watching an R-rated movie. Yeah. Well, especially with the inclusions that Snyder, like, the additions <laughs> that he provided. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> not Scott. No, not Zach. Not, it's Zach. It's definitely Zach we're talking about. Yeah, I was introduced to, I didn't watch Dawn of the, what is it, Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, Dawn of the Dead, right. Which sounds like an Edgar Wright movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that one, but I, I watched 300 and I was, you know, as a child, and then I was just impressed. Like, I thought that was awesome. I really enjoyed it, and you know it's based off of a Frank Miller yeah. comic yeah. graphic novel, mm-hmm. and this is probably the second. Yeah, this is the first time he does a Frank Miller co- uh, novel, and then he he does Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah, and I don't know why someone thought it was a good idea to give him rights to Frank Miller. <laughs> well, I mean, let's novel. I mean let's put it this way: like, but he three, does a good job. Three hundred is a good movie, yeah. yeah. So I thought, oh, if he, if he's able to do a good movie mm-hmm. there, then maybe we can adapt this one. And okay, that makes sense, mm-hmm. but. I mean, his first two movies, the first two movies I watched by him, they weren't bad. Like, 300 was great. Yeah. 300, I'm sorry, Watchmen, I remember watching it in theaters, I don't, not much, but then the director's cut is the one that is really awesome, good, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, at least I think so. So, okay, so with 300, I remember, if I'm not mistaken, I, I actually went out of the trouble, oh, they're making a 300 movie, okay, it's Frank Miller, I hadn't read 300 at the time, so I bought it, read it, loved it, and then I went in with that expectation, and I remember loving everything that was from the graphic novel, and it was basically like a page-for-page page adaptation. Yeah. This this would be for me the like the real introduction to the slow motion, because it's like the falling off a cliff and it slowly, and it's like a comic book panel come to light. That like almost sepia tone, uh, like that golden brownish, you know, um, filter that he uses, and it just feels like the book. And then I remember him adding like some of the more politics driven slash forced um <laughs> um confrontation so to speak to it and i was like oh, this is w- weird this is like it felt a little out of place to me but then i also understand you had to add something something yeah because the book is just way too short for a movie and and it's almost like you're setting up to fail because whenever you add anything it's going to feel like you're like inserting it into like a very cohesive narrative so uh, you know, it, it got a pass for me because the movie overall is it's really good. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen so, it in a while. So I don't really know if it stands the test of time, and I I kind of suspect it doesn't. Like, I I probably won't love it as I did at the time. Yeah. But I still think it was a really good movie, and that kind of carried over to Watchmen, like you mentioned. So for me, Watchmen, it was like, it was good. Like it was fine, really, in the theater. I know a lot of people don't like it, and I totally understand why. For me, it was fine, but then, like you said, the what's known as the ultimate cut is not just the director's cut, but it's also the Black Freighter, which is the story within the story that they made like an animated movie for, and then intersplicing that into the movie, and then I feel like it really captured more of the tone of what the graphic novel is. Um, we haven't really talked much about Watchmen as a as a book here, right? No, right. I, I've tried reading it. Oh, you haven't read it? I haven't read it. Too, I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. What, what what were your thoughts on Watchmen? Um, 
Well, the movie was, uh, that's kind of like what had mm-hmm. got me to read the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, was the movie, and I think I had asked, I think it was you or, yeah. or your brother, well, like kind of, oh, like is this based on something? And they're like, yeah, it's based on the graphic novel. And so you guys owned it, and I decided to read it, check it out. And I really enjoyed it. I was really confused at some parts because mm-hmm. there were some mature themes that, like, as a kid, like, I just obviously it wasn't going to be. Right. Good. Yeah, that's why I didn't, like, I'm like, I, I was a child, I was a kid reading it. Right. What were you, like, teens, right? Yeah, at like, the time? yeah. 13, I read it. And I'm yeah. like, I tried reading. I'm like, okay, this doesn't catch my attention. Mm-hmm. And then there's portions of it where it's a book. It's not, like, graphic novel. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? It's not for me. So I dropped it. Yeah, there were just a lot of um, themes that I was kind of like, hmm, do I really understand this? Do I really get this? Um, but, I mean, there were also things that I had, like, I learned. Like, it made me look up certain um, aspects. And I think, overall, like, I enjoyed it. And because at first, I was really confused about the whole, like, um, the Black Freighter. Yeah. Being part of it, like, and how it coincides. Mm-hmm. And then also, I was pretty confused um, at the ending. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so the ending. So, for me, and not to any spoilers, but, I mean, I mean... Most people probably have read this book or they wouldn't be listening to this, all like 12 of you. So if not, spoiler <laughs> alert. So, but basically those parts that you mentioned, Link, like the book parts, I remember at that time I was lazy, but like I was going to read them because obviously they're part of the book. But I was like, oh, these are, what? what is this here for? Like, it seems like outside of the narrative. But having then gone back as I was older and rereading the book, it's almost like that ending that to me makes no sense or like comes out of nowhere it's kind of like uh, a deus ex machina for me like oh, it's actually all built through those through those narrative parts through the like the articles and the dossiers and all that stuff yeah. like the clues are there and a lot of it is in the text and you just don't see it coming if you kind of gloss over that stuff or even skip it because i do know some people who legitimately don't even read that like extra material in the book but it's definitely essential um I'm going to stop and give like Snyder a positive here. So far, we've been through two of his movies before he even gets to DCEU. And he's driving us to the comic books. He's yeah. driving us to the graphic novels. Yeah. We might not have read 300 you know, or Watchmen if it wasn't for Snyder's work in film. And sometimes I think we take that for granted. Sometimes we they make these adaptations or I guess, yeah, adaptations some direct some you know interpretations but oftentimes it drives people to the original narratives and like that's always a net positive for me i mean i agree that's a really good point that you bring up where it's like i mean he he has these installments which i mean i think we can all agree the the ultimate cut is better than theatrical Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like it's a test to him where it's like he he can have a vision and he can make it he can have themes and and devices that are actually really good, it may not all fit like what he wants to do. Yeah. And and I think that that kind of carries over into um what becomes the DCEU. I think. Is, yeah. Is how it transfers over. Is that sometimes it kind of comes over as a overindulgence. Mm-hmm. Just to wrap up on Watchmen, I think that the problem with Watchmen is sometimes missteps. It's almost like, it's like you, and I hate to get put get into his mind or like put words in his mouth or thoughts. But it's almost like he read the book, liked it, but didn't fully understand what makes the book good. And like, like he thought it was a good idea for Ozymandias to like have nipples on his suit, or like he's just tonally deaf sometimes with his song choices or like his framing of like characters. Like there's scenes that are come off comical 
Yeah. That and it's not just that they're not comical in the story, but he's also not trying to make them comical. We're not laughing with the film. We're kind of laughing, laughing at, at the film, right? Are we talking and, about the sex scene? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's one good example. Oh yes, actually. Yeah, yeah. Cause was... It's in the book. It's exactly how it is in the book. Yeah. Well, exactly how it is in the book. Like, like what I'm talking about is like tonally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not exact. It's almost like you're doing it exactly yeah. as it is in the book, but completely yeah, not yeah. anything. Yeah. Like you don't get the same emotional. And it's like sometimes, like I don't know why this always sticks in my brain. Like there's a conversation between Night Owl and um Rorschach like by the owl plane thing and it was just like it just looked funny like two guys in suits like just talking and it was like it's almost like that scene in spider-man where like the goblin like leans up against the wall to talk to peter and like his his whole head is not moving and it's like we're just seeing like an inanimate goblin costume talking to peter while peter's like masked so it's just like no facial Mm. like no facial emotions like, no, you know, we just getting vocal range with two, like, still figures. And that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff happens. I remember being an apologist for the ending at the time when, like, I was probably, like, collegiate age. Like, because he changes the ending of the novel because of that same thing that, like, Gabriel said when he read. He's, like, just confused. And he thought audiences would be confused. And I kind of defended it because I was like, yeah, this wouldn't work. You know, it doesn't make sense. But then, like... I grew older and rewatched it and I was like, oh, but the, the ending he went with doesn't like makes less yeah, sense. It make- yeah, it like it doesn't fit the theme. And then they made the Watchmen show. Have you seen that link? I have not watched it. You you've seen it, right? Seen it, yes. But isn't it, is that is a show based off of the graphic novel or is it based off of the yeah. comic books that came out? Yeah, it's based on the graphic novel. So it's like a sequel to the original graphic novel. But if you like watch the movie, you could jump right into the series. Except for that ending. Except for the ending, the ending. Because the ending to the novel is critical to the series and it's absent from the film. And that kind of like gave, was like a, a sucker punch to me. Like it's like, oh, the movies were in more now because it's like. Yeah, they're kind of invalidated because it, it's like it's such a huge point. Like it's such a big point in the show um, of the ending that happens in the book that it's kind of like. We're gonna slap this movie in the face, like whatever. We're moving, we're Wait, moving forward. So it's so the Watchmen show on HBO. Yes, it's part of the graphic novel. Yeah, it's a sequel to the graphic novel. But what's his name? Uh, Alan Moore did mm-hmm. not write this. Right, because Alan Moore, that's it. He had he's done. He doesn't own the characters. He doesn't yeah, own. DC owns the character. Right. So they were basically like, do another Watchmen. And no, do another Watchmen. No. And after a couple of decades, they're like, you know what? We own these characters. Like, we're just going to do a bunch of Watchmen. Yeah, we'll right. So it's like Lindenloff, right? Damon, is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he does the series. And then you, I think you were kind of alluding to the before Watchmen comics. Yeah, yeah. Like, comics. before Watchmen comics. Yeah. This series doesn't consider, like, it doesn't take any of those things into effect. Oh, okay. Like, they're all quote unquote canon. We know that DC would then, like, tie in the button and, like, tie in the regular DC universe with the Watchmen universe. And, mm-hmm. And things like that, but like they kind of all like exist like autonomously. Okay. So it's a sequel to the graphic novel and nothing else. It doesn't keep anything else like in mind. So that was our deep dive in Watchmen that sort of kind of has nothing to do with Zack Snyder, but it does because it kind of like sets the tone for the direction. They seem to be happy with it, right? They made a lot of money. I think they made a lot of money over time, like double dipping and triple dipping with that movie that they saw profitability there. And then they handed him the reins to the DCEU, sort of, kind of, because it wasn't really meant to be a DCEU at first, right? 
I think that's what they had in mind. It's probably not what they said up front, but I think that's kind of what they had in mind, mm-hmm. obviously, with the success that Marvel had. Um, and I mean, they have these great characters. Let's let's give it, let's give this to somebody, see what he can do with it, and we move, and I guess move forward from there. But yeah, I mean, we can we'll discuss about, I guess about how how that turned out. Okay, so let's start with uh, Man of Steel. That's his first film, right? What was your experience with Man of Steel? I think the parts I liked the most about Man of Steel <laughs> were probably all the Christopher Nolan parts. And I don't know which part Christopher Nolan were, helped on, were, make, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure all the parts that I liked were done by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> well, this and, it, Or his brother. Yeah. Um, this was kind of like an extension. They really wanted it to be an extension of like the Dark Knight yeah. movies. Yeah. But like Nolan was like, I'll do a Superman movie. And they're like, and then we're going to connect it to the Dark Knight, right? I'll do a Superman movie. And then we crossed them over with the Dark Knight, right? I'll do a Superman movie. But so he produces it, and then his brother writes it, co-writes it, right, with Zack Snyder? Yeah. Yeah, and then Snyder's the one who's actually directing. Yeah. And, like, I kind of feel like, and again, what you just said, we we create these, like, narratives in our minds about, like, who does what. But when the movie's slow and, like, character building, we're like, oh, this is the Nolans. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is Jonathan Nolan right here. Yeah, and then when, like, Zod and Superman punch each other through buildings for like 20 minutes straight. We're like, oh, this is, this Zach is Zack Snyder. Zach. Right? And that movie didn't get like a great reception from people? Mediocre, right? Nothing. Yeah, I didn't... Honestly, I didn't even watch it in theaters because... Really? Yeah. Because of like, people were like really indifferent about it or like, obviously people were like upset. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I guess I'll check it out whenever I check it out. Which also happened with another movie, uh, which happened with me with Guardians. Really? Which I was kind of upset about when I actually saw it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is actually really good. Wait, who had bad things to say about Guardians? Guardians of the Galaxy? No, no, no. I, I'm, I meant, sorry. I meant to say like how I didn't watch it in theaters. I just passed. Guardians just, of the like, Galaxy? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I was confused. I mean, I, I wasn't. the other Guardians. I wasn't sure yet because since we're the, talking about Zack Snyder, he did that owl, owl movie, movie yeah. <laughs> right? Guardians. Oh, that movie's fantastic. Guardians. Are, are you serious? We should have done this whole thing. Guardians of the <laughs> Guardians of Calhoun? Cahow. Is that Georgia? what it is? I don't know. The, don't know okay, the legend. <laughs> no, the, it's like Guardians, the legend of Calhoun. The legend of owls. We just said the name of the movie wrong like four to five <laughs> times, different times. The only way to fix this is to have a. Snyder Marathon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, what, well, watch the Owl movie, at least. No? Okay. <laughs> but anyways, so Man of Steel, I remember my experience with Man of Steel is I was in Spain. I was traveling, and I remember being like, no, there's a new Superman movie, and we only get one of these, like, every, what, like, 15 years or something? Like, I'm going to, yeah. and, yeah, I'm going to watch the new Superman movie. So I saw it in, like, Catalan. It wasn't actually in Catalan. It was more, like, Spanish actors with Spanish accents. So usually if you like watch Spanish dubs, they're like Mexican actors and it's like the same six Mexican actors. Yeah. But this was, uh, this was definitely, uh, Spanish actors. Um, I loved it. I loved it in Spanish. Came back home. Everybody apparently hated it. I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it in English. I thought it was all right the second time. Like I liked it. Um, It was all right. There was nothing special about it. You get me? Like, yeah. It, it it wasn't the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it had elements of it, you know, like the whole. And I like I said, I don't know which part is the Jonathan Nolan part, but it it kind of like okay, this is the parts of like this is what reminds me of the Dark Knight. I like this, and then after everything else, like oh, okay. I think there was something special about it. I really love the intro. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the intro is like my favorite part. Yeah. The destruction of Krypton. Krypton. Yeah. Or, I 
for me, um, I remember I saw it and I was like, oh, I, I, I don't know where I was in my head at the time, mm-hmm. but it, like, it didn't just stick with me. I kind of just saw it once and kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't like years later, like all these other DC movies are coming out. I'm like, I guess I should try and watch Man of Steel again. Mm-hmm. I went back and told him like, I actually really like this movie. Yeah. The the score, the Russell Crowe as 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 L, and I I just really enjoyed it. And a matter of fact, like I watched it today, I was like maybe I was just in the mood for it or whatever. So I was like I randomly watched it today. Mm-hmm. I saw it again and I still enjoyed it. I had yeah. a I had a great. I've time only with it. watched it since it came, in movie theaters. I haven't yeah. watched it since then. I watched I it last year during the pandemic, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I actually watched the Snyder movies. I enjoyed and, Man of Steel. That's, that was basically my review of the of the Snyder movies. It's okay. It's good. Like <clears throat> yeah, but then came Batman versus Superman. The first time, like there was a lot of hype for this movie, right? I don't. No? I don't. I rem- don't know. Man. Yeah, I remember going in knowing it was going to be bad. Like I only went to see it with my wife. That's it. And it was on a whim. I think I got my tickets at the last minute. Like, hey, we're not doing anything, and this is actually happening. Let's go watch it. I think it was. I don't think there was. I didn't have as much hype for it because, like, Civil War was, I think, coming out around the same time. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. It was the same year, and it must have been like split by a couple of months, I believe. I just remember seeing, you know, once I heard the news that Ben Affleck was gonna be playing Batman, I was like, okay. I kind of had the same reaction. I'm I'm not not a fan of this. He was already Daredevil. I am not a fan of actors playing crossing over. I think I had already gotten over it with Cap. So you just hate Cap, yeah? What? Chris Evans, Johnny Human Torch. Oh, oh, yes, I hate that, but I, you, I, I, I can't. Yes, I hate it, but also I don't really care. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's, it's fantastic. For did he have to earn? Did he have to like? He earned earn it. Yeah, right. he had to earn it because at first I wasn't a big fan of Captain America or Winter or no, I'm sorry, not Winter Soldier. Uh, First Avenger. So you're a big. Oh, I was gonna say you're not a first. You're not a uh, First Avenger fan. I am not a first. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I was okay when it came out, right? You didn't like love it. You didn't. You I weren't didn't head over it. heels. I think what happened was that I had a conversation on Facebook with a friend, and she was saying that First Avengers was better than. The Dark Knight. <laughs> who is who is this? It's a cl- You're no longer yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was like, what? And I think that's what kind of ruined it for me. But then Winter Soldier and Civil War. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, you won me. You won me over. Let's give credit where credits due. First Avenger has this weird like following, like people who like love First Avenger. I don't. Have you come across this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I came one across of my it. Really, one of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, he's our uh, one of our correspondents. Yeah, I'll be on the show soon, but his name's Alec and he loves it. He, I mean, he, Cap is like his favorite superhero. My wife loves First Avenger. Like, she's like, yeah, I like all the espionage stuff. Like, obviously, she likes the later, but she's like, no, nah, but when it's actually like in World War II, that's when it's good. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I wasn't crazy. I was like, this is cool. In a, I like the video game, though. The video game was fun. Yeah, well, that wasn't a good game either, but I did enjoy it. Also, I remember it was like, Joe Johnson is the director, and he came on like really late in development. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was a big Rocketeer fan growing up, mm. so I remember really liking the film. I was like, yeah, yeah, the Rocketeer has that kind of the same vibe. So I felt like I liked it more than most people when it came out. And then I started meeting all these people who like loved it. I was like, let's like slow down. Like, yes, I- that's what happened. I liked it. And then my friend said made that comment, and I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's like I like the Rocketeer, but it isn't like Star Wars. Like, oh. so all this just to say that. 
You didn't like Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, I did both. not like Ben Affleck as as. Uh, I love that Joel. You just came back. I think you just reminded yourself that you were talking. About I did that. not. I do not like Ben Affleck. I didn't like him as Daredevil. At the time, it's all I had. <laughs> I'm not the bad guy, kid. <laughs> <laughs> the blonde lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> I don't believe that's a Ben Affleck line, but yeah. <laughs> I just love that line so much. It's the greatest. If there's one quotable line in that movie, it's this. What about what I just said? That was another line. I know, but. The blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. Okay, yeah. Um, just for the record, Link just blurts that out at random like social settings. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll be like at a wedding, a funeral, uh, yeah, uh, like a, a business meeting. Yeah, <laughs> just be like meeting the president, and I'll say it. Oh. <laughs> Obama was confused when we did when we met him. Yeah, yeah. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> you met him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That one time. But I'm not. A, I'm personally, I'm not a fan of Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't interested when the movie came out. I'm like, okay, this doesn't grab. I watched the trailers. This didn't grab my attention, right? I, I'm we're coming off of the Dark Knight trilogy high yeah. to this, and I'm like, okay. I don't think. I don't, think I, don't, in, I don't still think I'm not off that high. To be honest. I don't think enough time had passed, anyways. Right, that's true. And see, between the Dark Knight now and now, uh, Robert Patterson's. Edward Patterson's uh, Batman. Mm. Edward Patterson. <laughs> That's what I Edward okay. Patterson's Batman. Right. I been, feel like enough it's been like time two has... Decades. Both names are wrong. Yeah. And what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Edward Pattinson. Okay. <laughs> I feel like enough time has passed name. by. I'm like, okay, you know what? That's good. That's good. That's good time. Mm-hmm. So in between, I don't count that. Okay. I got what I think is a hot take. Like for myself, it's not a hot take out there in the world, though. I don't think Ben Affleck's that bad as Batman. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. Yeah. I think I went into it like this is the worst choice ever because I was not a fan of Ben Affleck's acting. I think he's a good writer. I think he's a great director. Um, and like there, I enjoy lots of Ben Affleck movies, but not particularly because of Ben Affleck. So, and Batman is like sacred. Batman is the Yeah, Batman one. is sacred for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like you gotta really think. It was it was big shoes to fill coming off the, the yeah the Dark Knight the yeah. huge the whole well the especially movie. too because not just were those movies great but for me Christian Bale was a dream cast like I don't know when I got this idea that Christian Bale should be Batman but it was somewhere around like maybe it was during the period where they weren't making Batman movies at all or maybe it was as early as like you know George Clooney. Funny little side story: we had all watched Batman Begins together mm-hmm. when it came out in theaters mm-hmm. and. As the credits were rolled, like before the movie ended, I was just like, "Man, Tom Cruise did a really good job as Batman," <laughs> and everyone <laughs> and everyone was confused. They were like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Yeah, Tom Cruise, like the Mission Impossible guy." And they're like, "That was Christian." You mean Bale. the guy who played Iron Man? That was Christian Bale. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. That was hilarious. And then they're like, "That was Christian Bale." And I'm like, "No, it's not." Like I was, I was ready to die on that hill. And then I saw the credits and it said Christian Bale. I'm like. Tom Cruise changed his name? Oh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but it also introduced... I didn't really had it seen... I don't know. I had seen... Um, what was the... Reign of Fire? Yeah. But I didn't even know that was Christian Bale. I didn't know who he was. I just thought it was some actor. You've actually seen Reign of Fire? No, I actually haven't. What? Seen yeah, Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale? That movie Dragons? Is, that movie's right. not good, it's right? It's not good. Okay, just making sure. That was... Batman Begins was my first, like... The first time I ever saw Christian Bale on TV. Like yeah, I mean, on that's how I, that's how I knew who he was and so introduced like, me. Oh, you didn't grow up with American Psycho. I mean, I was, I, I was, <laughs> which is yeah, a which, well, <laughs> I was like six. Yeah, yeah. I was so, like, yeah, I was like ten. What am I? Well, how old were you when Batman Begins came out? That was it. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Like was, five years ago. I was probably like eight or nine. I was eight. You were eight. 
No, no, I was 12. I was 12. I was 12. Okay, okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have seen American Psycho at that point. Yeah, we shouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of other things that I probably shouldn't be watching at that time, but I did. He hadn't done Terminator yet, right? That would be after. Yeah, that was 2009, I think. Okay. Oh, that's right, yeah. Okay, so we can talk about the Dark Knight movies. We can talk about Reign of Fire. We can talk about a daredevil and captain america but eventually we have to actually talk about batman versus I superman think, i think it's my subconscious is like trying to avoid it as it much as possible it definitely is so yeah so because because i watched the trailer and because i wasn't a fan of ben affleck i didn't watch the movies until what, what year did the movie i watched it in 2018 16 is when it came out i waited two years to watch the movie really yeah wow i saw it opening night yeah i, saw, I didn't plan to but i, I saw, saw it opening night as well but like i mean there was hype for it i know that there was buzz around it obviously I wasn't. I wasn't. I remember there being hype that it was bad, that it was really bad. Really? I thought yeah. People love that movie. Like, weren't like the the studio. The studio. That so that was the hype like months before. Like maybe I want to say like three months. You know, if I'm remembering correctly. Like this movie's amazing. They got standing ovation, but a lot of people raised their eyebrows and they were like doubt. You know. <laughs> but early they early reviews did come out and they were all pretty bad. Like the Metascore was going down like dramatically. So I remember going into it like, how bad can it be? It can't possibly be that bad, right? Yeah. Especially coming off Man of Steel, because you think you think it's gonna be. Remember the pitch for this idea was supposed to be Man of Steel too, you know? Yeah. So it just kind of like grew larger than it was ever meant to be. My other problem too is that I am not. A, I mean, I love uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of. I don't want to see an old Batman. Yeah. You get me? Unless it's uh. Batman Beyond Batman, like yeah. grumpy old. Exactly, like where there's Batman. another Batman. That, yeah, that's the one I want to watch. I don't want to watch 60, 50-something, 60-something-year-old Batman who can, bar- who can barely uh, beat that, and he's that like, mutant gang. Yeah, and he's like murder Batman. Yes. Like, he, I mean, he's not doesn't actually uh, rubber bullets, the whole thing and all that, but like he basically takes out guns and shoots people. And I feel like when I grew up, Dark Knight Rise... I'm, yeah, Dark Knight Returns, I'm sorry. It was... Like an Elseworld, you know? But then it's like everybody's like, this is Batman. And I'm like, no, the book is beautiful because this isn't what Batman is. So if we throw him in the future and then he has to change his game because he's older. So he has to, you know, adapt. That's why it's cool. It's like an end of the world story. But then it kind of became like, oh, this is who we want Batman to be. And I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm not. I'm not a fan of. I mean, I like it. It's a great story. Yeah. But I'm not a fan. Personally, I'm not a fan of that Batman. I don't also don't like really need it like adapted every yeah, I don't like need 15 it. times. Yeah. Also, I'm not a fan of the of the fat Batman symbol. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh. So that's like <laughs> oh, everything about the movie was like, oh, I'm not. Well, a fan of this. that's because the thing that. is that like Frank Miller's art style is so Frank Miller, and like I appreciate. Oh, I yeah. Adap- I, and I appreciate even adapting it. I appreciate the thought that goes into it, but I don't think it's really like it. It, it gets lost in translation. I think. Yeah. Was that Frank Miller or was that Tim? Tim? No, it was Frank Miller. He draws the book. He draws the book and writes the book. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because I like his, I like his Daredevil run and uh-huh, his yeah. Daredevil art. But this one, I was like, well, that's way different that's though, because like, that's yeah. like Daredevil's like the seventies, and uh, Dark Knight Returns is the eighty. Mm. So, and he he changes. He gets like grittier. He gets like a grittier style. Yeah. His Daredevil stuff is like very more traditional comic book style mm. and it was almost like he came into his style with dark knight rises and then he just starts like drawing crappy pretty much yeah. after that because <laughs> it's like it's such a good style but sometimes it's like he doesn't even try or finish the pages i don't know like strikes again you can see it where it's yeah. like 
it's drawn the same way, but it's like he didn't really like go this over it. Referring to time. which one? Dark Knight Strikes Again is a sequel to Dark Knight Returns. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's not it, as was good. it like under? Is it about the under under arm underground army he built? Yeah, with his children. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's okay. I've never read that. You've all. never read it, but I'm interested. You have yeah. to read it. It's not even that long of a read. You should. You I'm should excited. go ahead. Like, yeah. Also, they kill Alfred. Spoilers, man. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alfred's like one of my favorites. I mean, he had to die. If Batman's like 60 or 70, <laughs> like, I mean, Alfred has to die, man. Like, no, Alfred is forever. Okay. He outlives Batman. Pennyworth forever. Pennyworth forever. I want, you know what? I'll watch that movie. There's a show. It's, and a, it's, it's a show. Yeah. What? Yeah, there's a Pennyworth show, and it's, it's, it's very popular, actually. They say it's good. Is it good? I've yeah, never... and the actor said that he said Alfred could take Bruce. Well, I mean, yeah, because Bruce is like eight. Of course, Alfred. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not him and like who would win a fight Alfred yeah. or Batman okay okay well <laughs> we'll see Cockney Cockney Alfred or? he's not Cockney Alfred no that's uh, was anyone that Cockney show? Alfred Beware I, the Batman. I can believe that so um, yeah you should check it out I mean I guess we should all check it out because I've heard it's good it was it's on Epics which no one has but I think that they put it on HBO Max or it's coming to HBO Max or oh the show yeah Pennyworth. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the graphic novel. No, 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 no. Sequel. Pennyworth. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So back to back to Batman so versus that's why Superman. I, so that's why it took me a good while to watch it because I'm like, okay, I'm not a fan of many things. Yeah. It's not a must see for me. Yeah. But then when you guys told me how much you guys didn't like it, <laughs> I'm like, okay, my the my I was right. It's not something I'm gonna mm-hmm. enjoy. So I didn't. It, I didn't have to watch it immediately. Was the first time you saw it when we watched it together at home the director's cut? No, the first time I, I was in, I was by myself. Oh, okay. And uh, a female friend who I was interested in at the time told me, you should watch it because it's terrible. Should I be worried that you pause to think of how to fra- phrase that? Or? <laughs> Someone I was interested told me, like, it's terrible. You should watch it. And I thought, okay, I'll only watch it so I can talk to you about it. And that's <laughs> the only reason why I watched it. Thank you, Layla. Oh wow! For we get a name for, and everything for, for ruining name, name drop <laughs> for ruining Batman for. I me. don't think she ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not her fault. She didn't make the movie. Honestly, I wasn't super excited for it because I mean, Zack Snyder was doing it, mm-hmm. and honestly, like, I really wasn't like I really wasn't a huge fan at the time. Uh huh. Um, it had a lot of things going against it. I think. I mean, yeah. Are we gonna talk about Luther? Or are we? Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot. That's the thing. I just, I feel like he tries to make these choices um, that may be different or like he has just a, a creative vision and I just don't think it pans out. Like the casting, I think they were going to get like Brian Cranston to play Luther. Yes, I remember that. That would have been good. That would have been brilliant. And I would have been like, man, Mess- that's actually good. And then he's like, and then uh, who was it? Meth making. Jesse Eisenberg went to go like, he went for another part. He went for Joker, I believe. Yeah, well, that would have been right. better. And Zack Snyder just had the brilliant idea. It was like, make this guy Luther. Also, why was he going for Joker? Like, Joker's not even in the movie. Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was going to insert, like, another Nightmare sequence where Joker's actually in it. Mm-hmm. Or... Wait, so, so he, he didn't get the part? <laughs> but then, then it, you're not good enough for Joker. Also, Joker's not in the movie now. It's basically, I think, cause I read it somewhere, like, he, how he says it. He's like... Hey, like I don't. I think because they weren't gonna move forward with that in that film, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "But like, oh, so it's not that he didn't get the part. It was just like we want you, but we're not doing Joker now." So yeah, he's like, well, "How about you read in for for Luther?" Mm. 
Um, and I mean, that's good though because we got Jared Leto in, instead, and we. I guess we'll talk about that <laughs> later. How do you feel about having a younger Luther than? I don't think he is younger. I think they're like the same age. They're the same age. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse maybe Eisenberg is just maybe because I know Jesse Eisenberg is younger. Yeah, he looks younger than right. Henry. But Henry Cavill is supposed to be very young. He's just coming from Smallville. He's just getting his first job and that that's that's at, on the that's bugle. Late, that's early twenties. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I th- um, he's like thirty five. Yeah. Wait, is it early twenties Superman or is it thirty five Superman? Because in Man of Steel, he's like, oh, I've been on this earth for 32, 32 years. 32 years, yeah, I remember that. Oh, because we needed the Jesus, Jesus parallel, the Christ Jesus, parallel, yeah. yeah. And he has, to but, follow, he has to follow that spaceship. But, but I mean, but, but, he waited 32 years to get a real job? <laughs> like, Maybe well, he was I mean, a carpenter. Nah, nah, he was just... Basically Carpentry was. is a real job. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. he was just saving people off the coast, like in shipwrecks and stuff like that. And he, no, he had jobs. He's he, a carpenter. He, he, he worked at a bar. Yeah, but this guy, I assume, has like a college education, right? Isn't he a because you he? I mean, he gets a job at like the, the biggest the Daily Bugle. Or? Yeah, newspaper. Like I think he had an in with Lois. So is it Daily Bugle or is that no? Spider-Man. That's Spider Man. <laughs> it's the Daily Planet, which I've actually been to. What? Where? In New York, the one from the the only movies that matter, which are the Richard Donner films. I know they had that. Yeah, the Bugle and the Planet. Okay, so then Jesse Eisenberg is the same age as Henry. So he's like 30-something as well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luther is 30-something in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Okay. Makes sense. And Luther's kind of a late bloomer, too, if you think about it. He, he looks like a late bloomer. Yeah. But then I wonder, would would Brian Cranston, would, have been, would, would, have been, would he have been too old to play Luther then? You know, not for me, because, all right, let's be honest. These characters have so many depictions over the years. Yeah. And like Eisenberg is not different than like the curly redheaded Luther from the Adventures of Superboy that kind of defined Luther for all generation. Though um, I mean, not much different than the one on Smallville that defined it for another generation. But for me, Luther's old. Luther's Luther's either Gene Hackman, which is actually my secondary um, type, like archetype for Luther. But for me, Luther's jacked. He's like middle aged and jacked. Yeah, my for me, Luther is from. From the Sp- Superman animated. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's what Luther is to me. Yeah, because yeah. that was with the Luther in the comics for me at the time too. Because I mean, Luther's like a specimen, right? Like, yeah, he's physically gifted, but he's also like a genius. Yeah, it's like Crisis on Infinite Earths on like the eighties, nineties Luther. That's Luther to me. And like he's very good at giving speeches. He's mm-hmm. very confident. Yeah, the Luther that runs for president. That's my. Yeah. And then in this, in this one, he's like can barely structure a sentence. Socially awkward Luther, together. right? Yeah. yeah, I'm not. A, that's not like Luther that whole. Should be. Yeah, like no. that whole like when he's giving that speech and he's just rambling on and like forgets where he is mid sentence and I'm just like, what is this? Yeah, there was definitely choices made. I'm not. I don't remember this movie at all. I think that's. So we're doing this the rewatch. <laughs> no, no. <I'm... laughs> Doomsday. What about Doomsday? Oh, okay. Wait. One thing before we get to that. The mm-hmm. trailer. Um, I think there was a second trailer that they dropped. Yeah. Wonder Woman's in it. They just. Yeah, that end. was a misstep. That Wonder Woman's probably the best part of the movie, I think. Yeah. But they they really should have like held that card close to the chest because she's Dark Knight reference. Because she's not even like Wonder Woman when she's in when she gets introduced to the movie. Like, yeah, she's just Diana, but mm-hmm. we don't really know that. Mm-hmm. And then remember this at all? So we could have been like, "Oh, Diana's in the movie. This is setting up." And then she's actually Wonder Woman. That would have been really cool. Yeah, like, my the, opinion. Um, it would have been like when all the Shazam kids show up at the end of Shazam. <laughs> I was like, I didn't expect that at all in the first movie. And then Luther somehow finds the way to make a a Kryptonian monster. Yeah, 
because of the spaceship or something or other. Yeah. Just Krypton for dummies in there? Yeah, pretty much. It was like, oh, hey, Kal-El. And he's like, yeah, sure, I'm Kal-El, I guess. Yeah, I'm just going to take this guy's fingerprints and just insert myself. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm sure it's like smarter than what we're saying, but it's basically that's what happened. Like him like caressing Zod. So weird. I don't remember this movie at all. That's like, okay, sometimes... <laughs> what, more... I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I think this is better. You've seen this, what, twice? Once. Once. He's only seen it once. You haven't seen the director's cut with us? I don't think you've this? seen the director's no. cut. No. Oh. We're definitely doing the. Yeah, but we got tricks in the watch. Look the what you did, Layla. I can't contribute to this uh, podcast because I don't know what happened. No, in I this like movie. this because then you can hear us explaining, and then you can be like, "I never want to watch this." No, but he's going to. No, we're no. gonna make it. You know what it. I've been? You guys were talking now, Spacey. Now you know what I was thinking of. What? How good was a Smallville intro song? I'm gonna be honest with you. Somebody I never really watched Smallville. Me. The song was so good. That song was really good. Also, I saw the fandom panel for that. So, Doomsday. I'm a big fan of Doomsday. This is like an iconic story for me. I was. Wait, is Doomsday in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> when is Doomsday in this movie? Yeah. He's like the the main. He's like the third act battle. Yeah. So Superman versus so Batman versus Superman. They fight for like ten minutes, and it sucks. And then the whole Martha thing happens. They fight for ten minutes, like actual action sequence. So you're saying because the whole movie is them like bickering right yeah yeah but like they actually had like a like a fight fight yeah and then and then they say martha and then they're best friends and you remember have, that right at least the memes yeah, you don't remember, I, yeah i remember yeah. that because that's you know yeah i mean i don't remember that but i know that's what <laughs> <laughs> like, like batman's about to like stab him with, yeah. the, crypt, with the with the spear javelin javelin dang do not i guess i guess we i should rewatch and no, i don't want yeah we're doing this this is happening um, so basically Luther creates Doomsday like in the, in the spaceship by like putting Zod's body in water and cutting himself because reasons I, I really don't know how it works, but, um, I don't know. It's Luther. He's a genius, but it's basically Doomsday is basically like a cave troll from the Hobbit movies. Is on, that on steroids? Yeah. Is that, that's appropriate, no, right? That, that's, that is, that is. Yeah. Like the valid. CG is like almost exactly like the cave trolls from the Hobbit movies. Mm. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't have a personality or anything like that. And okay, yeah, actually, no. I'm looking. I'm thinking of the face. It literally is. Yeah, it's the one from Lord of the Rings. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they fight the Urukai. No, no, no. The <laughs> troll. Remember that, like in the extended cuts for Lord of the Rings, like you see the statues of the ones. Oh that they froze. yes, yes. And then when you go in the Hobbit movies, Hobbit we movies actually see, see how yeah, they yeah, froze them. Be... Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, they the got it. They were in the sun. Yeah, they were able there to isn't them. one in Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, you see them in Fellowship, yeah. You see them, and they have the same models, too, and everything. Yeah. Like, they use those models to to CGI them. I think that troll had more personality than Doomsday. Pa- yeah, because they talk and stuff. And Doomsday doesn't. He just grunts and, like, just, like... That's crazy. No, but was it... And then Batman's kind of, like, useless in that fight. Yeah, he's just kind of, like, rolling, tug, rolling, getting he's into a ship, crashing surviving. it. Yeah. Because he's a dark knight. I will say that returns that, Batman. I will he's say old. That, that scene where he like he's saving uh, Superman's mom, like in the warehouse. Yeah, where he's like beating the crap out of people. Sure, I thought that was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was brutal because he murders like almost all of those guys. Yeah, but at that point, like you kind of no. I will never get over. I will never get over Batman murdering people. Like I was still mad at that point. Like I'm mad when he shoots the tank, and then that guy blows up. Like that's the one he does to save Martha. 
And yeah, I was still mad. No, I mean when he when he, when he's trying to get the, the he likes, when he's trying to get the kryptonite and yeah. he just runs that guy or he runs over that guy's face in yeah. the car. Uh huh. I was just like, yeah, he's murdering people. And then what oh, that was a nightmare sequence, man. Yeah. And then well, at least the nightmare sequence is in a nightmare though. Link is Link's face right now is like just com- complete <laughs> blank. No you know, you remember when like Batman picks up a rifle and just starts like, like <laughs> picking people off? I don't remember this movie at all. Yeah, I was, was texting was and read. I was text. I was busting to move and watching this movie. It was it foreshadowing Fortnite, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh wow. So, but no. Is but, Snyder the the creator of no, the Fortnite but universe? But Fortnite has like a canon reason. Like he Batman can't remember who he is on the island. You. You lose your memory, and like there's just guns strewn everywhere, right? And also, you're like your aggression is up. Like the island changes who you are. So they actually bothered to explain it. There's no explanation here. There really is no explanation. There's not even like a story arc. Like, oh, he's lost his like code. Like he just never had it. No, there's just I think there's like a brief conversation with Alfred where he's just like, oh, like this is the way we do things. Like, oh, we gotta change the way we do things. Blah blah blah, and that's it. Okay, who plays Alfred? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, and he's great. He's a great choice. Yeah, he is great. Yeah. He doesn't do much, though, I think. And That's the problem with the movie, not enough Alfred. Yeah. That's why I love the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, Alfred just Get literally... Alfred. No, Alfred is literally just there to remind Bruce that he's single and he should get married. Oh, so he's, he's my mom. Yeah. That was, that, was good. that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we can move on from Batman versus Superman. I'm not sure that we illuminated anything. Except for the fact that we did not enjoy Batman versus Superman, or remember it, I just think, <laughs> I just think, I don't know, man. I think he doesn't get, especially Superman. He doesn't get him right either, man. Yeah, at oh, he he turned so dark from one movie he's to the other one. Oh, so like even like Man of Steel was kind of pushing it, but like he's finding himself. Uh, it, it was gritty, but still optimistic. Yeah, but like by Batman he kills Superman. Zod, but he's like sad about it yeah. at least. By Batman versus Superman, he should like be coming into his own. He should be coming that figure that mm-hmm. inspires hope. But he's like he's like second guessing himself every five seconds. He's super yeah. like like brooding all the time. I'm just like uh. and and also I don't know why this is so offensive to me. Not that there's any. Not that like it's a reflection of like a moral system or values or anything. But just Superman specifically. Like I remember he gets in the tub with Lois, mm-hmm. like in a place in their relationship where they're not married yet. And I'm like that's just. Superman, I always think, should be old-fashioned and traditional. No matter where you, like, wherever you, like, lie in how you feel about those things in your own, like, Superman should really prescribe to, like, like a really old standard in my mind. Like Captain but, America. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But even more egregious, he does it with his shoes on, which is super <laughs> gross. That's and, so like, that's even less. Yeah, that's even less. She's just, she's in that tub bathing. And he just just walks into it. I don't. I don't remember the scene, but you know what I do remember. I know I, I know I talked bad about uh, Man of Steel, but one thing I really appreciate about Man of Steel is Henry Cavill's chest hair. I really like. That was a good take on Superman. I remember his shoulders and his chest being so wide that I was like, he's giving Hugh Jackman a run for Yo, his money. His chest. I'm like, I was impressed. Yeah, I really like that. He got really big for that. And if and if he gets in the hot tub. With his shoes on and with that? No, character? he has his clothes on. Oh, okay. Oh, they yeah. just ruined that scene then. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. She's... Oh, this guy does not get Superman. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's your tipping point. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From there, we move on to... Wonder Woman? He produces Wonder Woman. Does that make it technically part of the Snyder We'll add it in because I need something positive to say about okay. this guy. Gal Gadot. Perfection. 
I think it caught me by surprise, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect anything. Well, from because obvi- like I enjoyed her mm-hmm. in Batman vs Superman, but it's like, like the same thing happens with with Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Zack Snyder's attached to it. Eh, I didn't really. I really just did not pay attention to the fact that Patty Jenkins right. was attached to it. Um, what had Patty Jenkins done at that point? Hurt Locker. Oh no 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 no! no. That's... I'm thinking that's this, this guy's ex wife. Cameron's, right? Yeah. Jeff Cameron. Uh, James Cameron. What's her name? No. Point Break. That's what I know. She directed Point Break. She Academy did the Award winning. The, the original Point okay. Break. There is no new one. Okay. <laughs> John, John Moxley's book told me there's no new Point Break. Wait, so what movie does she do before? She does something, and that's why they give her. I remember that she was attached for to Thor, The Dark World, right? And then they removed, oh, then they her, removed from her from it. Yeah. And that was like a big controversy, and, and that's Natalie, why Portman Natalie Portman, Portman left. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she ends up picking up Wonder Woman, and she does a great job, basically. Great, maybe because our expectat- my expectations were low, and I was really impressed. In- yeah, because Wonder Woman itself is not a great movie, but it's a good movie. I think yeah. it's a really good movie. And to me, it's kind of like my Captain America First Avenger. Yeah. Like where like I estimate it better than maybe it really mm-hmm. is, but it's just that, that kind of – it has those moments, too, where like it kind of has those like kitschy, World War, tonish. Yeah. You know, but – it works. Also, I like that it has British Pam from The Office. British Office Pam. Didn't know her. What is she, What role Pam. does she have? She's uh, her friend. Wonder Woman has a friend? Yeah. Remember that British lady that's trying to help her? No. The I big don't. lady. Well, she, she's I just Pam remember her running and gunning from, with like, she's the Pam international. Oh, in Wonder Woman. I don't yeah, know why Wonder, I was thinking Darth Thor. <laughs> in Wonder Woman, she's Pam uh, from I, yeah, she's, I know, I know I don't, she's the equivalent of Pam. I don't even know if they have the same name, but she's the equivalent of Pam. Yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. I just she's can't picture her in Wonder Woman. Yeah, I know. I, I can't picture her in Wonder Woman. Yeah, though. she's like... Because she, she doesn't her, look like herself. She helps her like with the dresses yeah. and like dressing her like acclimated. You know, and that stuff was so good because that... I would have never thought about doing stuff like that, like I her really acclimating yeah. to the world. I like yeah. that. You know, because Wonder Woman is so B.A. She's such a warrior. Like, the Wonder Woman that I that I grew up with, because it's so late in the character's development, that to go back to this period and see, like, a young, youthful, exuberant, like, naive, like, learning the ways of the world. Yeah. I like that take. Yeah, I really like that. That was really take. great. Yeah. Gave it gave it heart. Yeah, gave it heart, yeah. Because sometimes she can come off as such a cold character, you know, especially in in like the generation that we grew up in. But even then, uh, Gal Gadot does not seem she she she's like she gives like a warm presence to yeah. Wonder Woman, like yeah. very welcoming and emotional, like yeah, in a positive way. Yes, and that's one of the things that I liked about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. You see, like she is warm to everyone. Everyone's attracted to her. Yeah. Yeah, the character is at least consistent. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. I think though. I think she does a great job. Like I think I she, think, yeah. I think she does a great job. I think she does a great job. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what? Wonder Woman, Batman versus Superman, even Wonder Woman eighty four. Gal Gadot does an, a great job. Yeah, she she and, is Wonder Woman in Justice League. Yeah, too, I she think. is Wonder Woman. Is she in Justice League or how much time does she have in the Justice? So we, I can't remember anything. Are we moving like on to Justice League does. now? Yeah, we love Wonder Woman. Zack Snyder didn't direct it. Moving on to Zack's... Oh, well, which Justice League are we moving on to? And that's the thing. We'll do the first one. The first one? Okay. I didn't watch the first one. Like, you've never seen it? You haven't seen it to this day? You know that. You know I haven't watched it. Okay. The Snyder Cut was my first time watching Justice League. <laughs> wow. I forgot. What an experience. It, so I know all and this, it's because, but I just can't fathom it. It's because of... 
Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Like, why would I watch this? Why would I spend money on? Well, because it was Joss Whedon, though. No, I think I think it yeah, also was. Of a mess. I think he probably would have come. Like, what he probably would have watched it if we were all together. At the time yeah, because yeah, we would, not for I was, sure. I was in California. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it by my with, by myself. I think I just can't imagine a world where they make a movie with like Batman and Superman and the Flash and Wonder Woman. And I don't watch it. Like, even if I knew it was the and, worst thing in the world. <laughs> I knew Green Lantern was bad when I went to go see it, but I still watched it. I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it. We watched it in theaters. Yeah, we did. That's like a whole other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, Warner Brothers, get your act together. We'll we'll see. We'll see what the future. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't watch the original Justice League. Mm-hmm. I and I had no intentions of ever watching Justice League. Just. <laughs> that was my intention to never watch it. Mm-hmm. And then you know, rumors about the. A four-hour Snyderverse started picking up, and I was like, "Ooh, this sounds terrible." <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really had me there. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this I might watch because I knew I was gonna watch it with you guys, and I yeah. okay, this is gonna be a, an experience. Mm-hmm. I actually a funny story. I was on vacation in North Carolina, and I drove like thirteen hours straight to get here to watch it. <laughs> On opening night, Snyder Cut. So it was actually the night before, and I was supposed to wake up in the morning and leave in the morning, and then a big storm passed. And then and then my mom was like, because we were staying at my mom's house in North Carolina, and she's like, you're not going to be able to leave tomorrow morning because there's a big storm coming in the morning. And I got up in the middle of the night, like literally at midnight, just like packed a sandwich, a, a huge jar of like black coffee, and I'm like, we're going now, and we're driving 13 hours straight to get home in time to sleep for a couple of hours and then wake up and watch Justice League for a movie that I knew was going to be bad, like terribly bad, but it, it was an event. It was so strange because the movie was coming out and like there was so much, that one had hype. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, full disclosure, we're just operating under the assumption that it's it's going to be bad, but like everyone of, thought it was going to be great. Everyone thought, a lot of and people, a lot of people no, think it's great. A lot of great. people think it's great. Yeah, a lot of people still think it's great. So. And a lot of people were defending the whole Snyder Cut. Yeah. Because like, you know, jo- during that time, Joss Whedon starts to get canceled, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, oh, you know, it was never the original vision of right. of the director and people wanted to watch his original vision. Right. They wanted to see what he created. Which I can totally respect that, by the way. I can totally respect wanting to see the original creative vision. Um, also, you know, Snyder had sympathy, you know, because of his real life, which the is... Situation, com- yeah. Yeah, which is completely understandable. And we didn't, didn't because of his real life situation, which is completely understandable. So like all that makes sense on paper. Yeah. But... But even then, I knew what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was still wasn't exi- excited I, for I it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not him, so I can't say. But, like, I also feel like when something, when you get to do some, finish something after the fact, is it the original, like... Right, because it's cheating, like, man. Yeah. Is it the original? Like, you can kind of, like, look and see what people didn't, like, really like or what and didn't fix it, And yeah. then try right. and, like, tweak it. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for me to think that, that everything that we saw was... What he planned. What to would do. have been in the movie? And yeah, it's like it's just difficult for me to to accept that. Well, I I have I have a few gripes. Number one, I know he didn't watch it, which I respect. I know he didn't watch the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League, so I can respect that. He's leaving in things he doesn't know what was there and what was not there, but he must have gotten some feedback about what was mm-hmm. bad. Like even if it was just the memes, it was inescapable. He must know some things that people didn't like. And made sure that they stay on the cutting room floor. So he has this like hindsight that that is unfair. Number two, 
there's a bunch of stuff that okay first of all the movie wasn't gonna be four hours like there's no way Justice League was gonna yeah. come out yeah. in theaters for four hours, so it can't couldn't yeah. have possibly been I'm that. I'm sure movie. he was adding stuff in because he he didn't he didn't think it was gonna like continue, so he was just throwing everything that he that he originally I guess saw. Yeah, and the other thing is too that Justice League was supposed to be part one of a two of two movies. Yeah, you know, and that was the movie that Snyder was working on, but once he came to do the Snyder cut, he knew this was all, so he crammed as much stuff as he Possible, could. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he still set up for a sequel, but I don't know. For example, I don't know how much Dark Side, if any, was gonna be for real in this in in this movie originally. And there's like a lot of Dark Side in this movie, in my opinion. You know, there's a lot of Dark Side forgetting where he left Earth, which I did not understand. <laughs> it's like a dog trying to find his bones. He's just like <laughs> I, just, I, I, I can't remember where <laughs> yeah. I put it. Okay, let, let's start with that. So he replaces uh, the historical scene, which is probably one of the best parts of either cut of the movie, right? The historical scene with the lanterns and, and the Amazons. But um, he replaces Steppenwolf with Darkseid, which I don't know if that was his original vision. It sure doesn't feel like it. But at the same time, if it was, it's a bad choice because Darkseid gets punked out. Like... If he's your big big bad for the next movie, like why are you defeating him like halfway through this movie, even though it's a flashback, you know? And it's not a very terribly like it wasn't a very terribly difficult task. Like he just lost in a war. I think the part that I got like really excited was when we see that portal open to apocalypse. Uh huh. And we see like his army and I'm like, We're not about to get this, right? Like this isn't about to happen, right? We're not gonna see this. Like it was some it was showing me something, I was like, This is awesome. And then I was like yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I also thought that the the scene with the Flash, yeah, and him going back, I thought that was really cool until he opens his mouth and starts talking. Jesse Eisenberg Flash? No, Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. Reminds <laughs> me of Jesse Eisenberg. The like the casting yeah, the, equivalent. Yeah, equivalent. Yeah, yeah. Because in my mind, Flash should also should not be scrawny. Yeah, as well. I I love that people. I mean, people love the flashback scene. Some people love it, with the exception of the talking. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of over Zack Snyder's slow motion. Can we talk about the slow okay, motion? Okay, the movie was four hours because of the slow motion. You could literally cut it down. Like, let's be honest. Like, maybe like 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, like... Scenes that linger too long. Scenes that are in slow motion. Like, entire sequence. Barry putting a hot dog in his pocket to save it for later. Aquaman taking off his shirt multiple times. <laughs> that gets... The, the singing. The singing. The singing, yeah. The... Ooh, yeah. Oh, Ancient Lamentations every time Wonder Woman's on? Yeah. There's just a lot. There's a lot going on. That's It was just... I don't know. It's like an all-you-can-eat buffet. I mean, it was a kid at a toy store, I guess, for yeah. Zack Snyder. I also feel like he was trying to make all the footage they did work. Like, I feel like he would have... If he was making one, a movie, a regular theatrical movie, he would have cut a bunch of stuff, but he knew he had four hours. He thought it was going to be a series. That was, that was the... That's another gripe. That they announced it as an episodic series and then turned it into a movie. That tells me that you didn't have a vision for so the project. The, and and I that's think, how I feel about the DCU. I feel like they don't have a vision. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think that the studio, like Warner Brothers, just, they put someone in charge. It wasn't super popular. Let's change things around. And we keep just, and it's, I don't know. I just feel like they did not have a cohesive, uh, a cohesive structure to where they wanted to go. And where like who they wanted to be like as a as a cinematic universe. Do you think they have that now? I don't think so. Yeah. I think that they're coming up with their unique ideas. I don't think they need to build 
a cinematic universe. I think that they can. Yeah. I think they can do their individual. They're films kind of doing like an Elseworlds take. Like, yeah. hey, you tell the stories that you want to tell. Which I, I think is fine. I, I think it's good too. I don't think that's the thing. Personally, the only part that's weird is that this universe continues. That is true. I personally feel like they were trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. a Superman movie, straight into a Batman versus Superman movie, which ends up kind of being like a mini Justice League movie with yeah. the three of them. And then you have your first Justice League movie. Without much introduction. I just, I don't know. I feel like it, it just felt rushed and they were just like, let's just put out as much as we can out Yeah, there. like if there were, if there wouldn't have been like a, a Cap or a Hulk movie before. Let's just push Avengers. out these, let's push out these big event movies. We also didn't talk about Aquaman. Or a Thor movie. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about Aquaman. Which it happens before this, right? No. Before it, Snyder. Before, cut, but not Aquaman 1? Oh, happens before Justice League. It happens after Justice League. It happens yeah. after Justice League. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because oh, I, I didn't watch it, so it means. <laughs> well, we actually we were actually confused about that because there's things that happen in Justice League and in Aquaman that they just get, don't they don't make sense. So there's things that happen in Justice League that get referenced in Aquaman. So it clearly takes place after, but there's things that happen in Aquaman that directly contradict what happened in Justice League, or that already happened in oh, Justice League. So, like, you know how he meets Mera in yeah. Aquaman? Yeah, they already know each other in Justice League. But they literally talk about the final battle in Justice League in Aquaman. So, the movie clearly already happened. He also has... You have this continuity error. Well, my ex- the explanation that I got with that was that James Wan didn't care. He was like, I'm going to make my movie. I'm ignoring... Like, he also didn't watch Justice League. But, like, purposely. <laughs> He's like me. Yeah. He purposely was like, listen, I'm not going to adhere to whatever it is. Because, like, he, Aquaman is an origin story. He meets Mera. He earns his armor and the trident. But he has a different version of all those things in the final battle. Like, without an explanation. He has armor and a trident in the battle. So is Aquaman the Tokyo Drift of... No, it's not possible because they talk about the events of Justice League. Like, because it, it's still, because Tokyo Drift, they make it line in to the chronology, yeah. like from Afterwards, the get go. Yeah, from the. Fast and Furious continuity is uh, apparently better than the DCE. And the, these things, these errors do not, they don't get fixed in the Snyder Cut. They don't. If anything, they get exacerbated because she's British in one of the movies. Like, she's British in the Snyder Cut, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, she's, she's and then she's not an in Aquaman. Yeah. And again, still the events of Justice League are referenced in Aquaman. So this the same continuity. What? Error. <laughs> and then the end, I, I guess we're getting towards the end. Yeah. I mean, there's a plethora of issues with the film, but the nightmare sequence with Joker. You know that I get confused between what the nightmare sequences in Justice League are versus the ones in Batman versus Superman. I like Batman versus Superman. I just I think of like just Superman, um, all the like anti-Superman visions. I still don't understand some of them. I never did. So okay, Link are, you, are you supposed perplex. to? Oh, what I don't I can yeah. try to figure. I don't remember so. Him talking about the there's nightmares. like an execution and there's like parademons. The the one I mean the one that I'm talking about is like him at the end of Snyder at the end cut. of the Snyder cut yeah. where like him and Joker apparently yeah, yeah. have a of a past. I I'm not sure that I think Joker's just riffing. I think he's just making jokes, but I just I wouldn't put it past him. I would yeah I wouldn't. Either. Also, he's the Spaghettios. 
that he has like rubbed all over his mouth. That's just, I I kind of feel like Heath Ledger's Joker ruined a lot of stuff for Joker in the <laughs> sense that like they went off book and it landed. It worked, and then everyone else and it was, was like, I'm gonna go off book, and so, it didn't. It hasn't landed. Yeah, so it's like, oh, the Glasgow smile that Heath Ledger's Joker. I'll just rub the makeup all over his face and stuff, and yeah. I don't, you know, I I don't know what the Martian Manhunter as well. Oh, yeah. it's supposed to be Green Lantern. Oh, yeah, they didn't know who was. Yeah, who you didn't know who. You know that, right? He, they didn't know who Bruce Wayne was going to be talking to in the scene. Snyder wanted Lantern. The studio said no. They were going back and forth because that, they have plans for Lantern. Yeah, so they had to film the scene. So, like Snyder just told Affleck, like these are your lines. Just like that's why it's so awkward. Like it's like, hey, what's up? Oh yeah, really? Cool. I see I you not, around. I did not know that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, at least there's there's character development for Bruce. I mean, at one point he wanted to kill an alien that was just like produced, like just causing havoc. Yeah, but now he's super chill about it. And sure. like, it's it's just like, one's just in my backyard, yeah. just hanging out on my dock. And Look at them. also, Bruce having visions doesn't. I don't understand it why. Does not make sense because Flash tried to communicate with him during Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. but. I don't know why he keeps having visions into Justice League. I also heard that like Snyder wanted to have this plot where Lois and Bruce get together while Clark is dead. Yes, he did. Yeah, that was. Why are you so messy? That was the um. That would have been the plot of like the Injustice movie. Like that's what happened. Like in between the flash forward that we get at the end of of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I don't know. Also, I feel like he's setting up for a lot of different sequels. Doesn't it feel like he's setting up for that fight against Darkseid, which would be like a direct sequel to this movie, but he's also setting up for an Injustice movie? Yeah, there's like three different things. Going. Yeah, he's like, there's he's bouncing around. And then he inserts that scene with Deathstroke. So he's also setting up the Deathstroke Batman movie, like a grounded. Well, I guess because that was because that I guess that was supposed to be part yeah. of the Batman movie. Because that makes movie. that feels like something that like was gonna happen. The Injustice stuff feels like you made that up now, no? Yeah, he probably played the video game and was just like, man, this seems like a really good idea. That's another thing, Injustice. Like now, that's everywhere, and that like Injustice was a good idea for a video game, and now it's like they're gonna it's keep like, adapting yeah, it no. and amalgamating it. This episode's making me sad. You know what? As much as I don't like Ben Affleck as Batman, mm-hmm. I do like Ben Affleck as a writer and director, like you said. Yeah. Why don't they give him a Batman movie? They tried. Because that's... because He was writing and directing the one where he fights Deathstroke. That's what the scene where, like, Jesse Eisenberg Luther returns on the boat and tells Deathstroke, ah, he's Bruce Wayne. And that would have been the setup for their movie. And that would have been the setup for their movie. And they didn't. What happened there? I feel like that's a waste of Ben Affleck. I don't remember like if Ben Affleck pulled out or... But he's going to be in the... He did pull out. But I think they weren't happy with the script. He's going to be in the Flash. Was this also going to be... Was there also going to be a separate Batman film with the the Pattinson one? No. I think that they went with the Pattinson one. At, yeah. Like... Because... So is Pattinson... Was is Matt that... Reeves directing the Ben Affleck one? Or was it Ben Affleck? I think Ben Affleck was Ben Affleck. Oh, I I think that's what happened. I think think. this is what happened, if I'm remembering correctly. Affleck was directing it. When he pulled out, they got Matt Reeves. But for a while there, we weren't sure if he was going to direct 
that same movie that Affleck was developing. Yeah. And then that eventually turned into this, the Pattinson one, when Affleck backed out. I think also the criticism for Justice League and Batman vs. Superman, I think it, it got to Ben Affleck. Yeah, it just made it really unattractive to continue. Yeah. And I think that now that Zack Snyder's Justice League came out and the fans really liked it and like we got a couple of good movies under their belt, I think it's just, I think it brought him back into the fold and money too also. Yeah, so apparently... He... And J-Lo. Maybe. Maybe this is all. Maybe J-Lo inspires a Batman movie. Apparently Ben, um, like once he stepped down, mm -hmm. he said like he couldn't crack it. He didn't feel passionate about it. Yeah. Um, but later on he... Um, he like admitted that it was kind of like his issues with alcoholism and stuff like that that he was going through at the time. Really? Yeah. That is what you do, my dude. That's what you do. So that's why he wrote that other movie. What is it? The the coach one? Yeah. <laughs> oh. That was a good movie. I haven't watched it. Was it was it called? Coach Carter. That's definitely not it. <laughs> the way is back. Is it the way I was gonna say the way out. Yeah, the way back. So this that's is what they should one. do, man. Ben Affleck, we all know you're a comic book nerd. We all know you read comic books. Mm -hmm. You're good friends with Kevin Smith. I mean, was. Oh, was it? Yeah, they seem to not really talk that much as far as, like, they're on friendly terms, but they're not, like, super close. Whatever. You're good friends <laughs> with Ben Affleck. Uh, with, uh, you are Ben Affleck. You're good friends with Matt. You are Ben Affleck. <laughs> You're good friends with Matt Damon. Write up a Batman movie together with Matt Damon. Get get Kevin Smith to help you out. Write a Batman movie. And Direct everyone has it. Boston accent. Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, no. No? <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't put the Batmobile in the Smart Park. No, no. I, no. I don't like this joke. I don't yeah. like where it's oh, going. Oh, you're going to speak it into existence now. <laughs> no. Well, my friend growing up, I had this pitch. My friend Socrates wanted a Daredevil Punisher team-up movie where Ben Affleck was both parts. And one of them had a Boston accent. Presumably the Punisher because Daredevil already didn't. That's what you do, man. You get Ben Affleck. If you're listening to this, I got you. You don't even have to give me producer credits. Get Kevin Smith and get Matt Damon. Write a Batman movie. Play Batman. Let Matt Damon play Robin or Nightwing. I think he's even too old for Nightwing. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> what? Matt Damon as Nightwing. Batman as and it'll Bat be like when Chris O'Donnell was basically Nightwing, but even better because it's Matt Damon. <laughs> but he was already too old for the part, Chris O'Donnell. Because it's gonna be like Jason Bourne playing Nightwing. I don't think you've seen Matt Damon recently. He's not exactly Jason Bourne. Anymore. About, I watched. I watched. We bought. We bought a zoo. That that had to have been like six last years. year. What? Yeah, because it's 2011. <laughs> Is it is it not 2011? When does the movie come out? Right now. When was the last What was the last Matt Damon movie I watched? You haven't seen the last Duel, man. He I has not seen. seen. Again, I'm pretty sure they wrote that together. You should probably fact check that. See, if you wrote that together, you could have had time to. Gabriel write a didn't like the movie. He's the only one who saw it. Not that I didn't like it. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. Think I, I think I just had more expectations. Okay, I didn't say you don't like it, but you didn't particularly like it, like. I didn't like his performance, I think, is more... You wouldn't watch it again? I'd watch it again. You'd watch it again? I got you. You know what? Let's fix it. All right, don't get Matt Damon to play Nightwing. Okay. Have him help you write the movie, though. And then get... You're making this up as you go along. No, no, I've, I've told you about this. <laughs> oh, okay. And then get Adam Driver to play Nightwing. You're just casting... You're just making this night movie that Gabriel saw. Yes, yes. I mean, I've, I've, I've already tweeted and said that Nightwing should be played by he did say that I, Adam uh, Driver okay. and Timothy Chalamet should play Dick Grayson as Robin you mean Tim Drake no Dick Grayson 
as Robin. And so, when he becomes Nightwing, it's like he evolves into into. Wouldn't uh, you want him to be like Tim Drake so he could still stick around? I can see that. Yeah. But he evolves when he because then you can only have him for like half a he movie. Did, yeah, he did write it. Yeah. See, he did write my Batman movie. <laughs> also, Matt Damon is going to be in the new Thor movie. Just Matt I Damon mean, was, was already in Thor. He wasn't. <laughs> is he reprising? He's reprising, his role <laughs> as Loki? He's reprising his Loki actor role. Yeah. Oh wow, that's beautiful. I'm excited. Thank you, Taika. Thank you so much. Okay, so today we've talked about everything but <laughs> the Snyderverse. I feel like we did tangentially. I think it was. I think it was good. I like I said. I don't want to be the type of person to to bash or like to to be negative about a person's work because obviously I know that they worked hard. Yeah, it's a lot of work, and especially the circumstances with him. You get me? Yeah, absolutely. His, his child. So I think a takeaway I think is like you have to respect that people have their opinions and people like people like he has a big following. He mm-hmm. has big fans um, that support his work, and I mean, I, yeah, because I, I, yeah. I respect him for for making this stuff, for putting it out, for coming mm-hmm. back. After getting like so much, after these films getting so much heat, and you know, yeah. even though I don't agree with his vision, I think it it takes a lot to to come back after such such circumstances and and put something out there. Yeah, and just because we don't like, there's a lot of people who really do, yeah. and like, good for them. It, it honestly, I guess if I could sum it up, I'd rather live in a world where these movies exist than one where they don't. Then that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because people would always be like questioning. It. Yeah, and then. Go ahead. Oh, and then also, like, when I was growing up, we didn't get these movies. Yeah. Like, we had a couple in the 70s for Superman. We had a couple in the 90s for Batman. That's a huge gap. And that's it. You were never going to imagine, like, seeing Martian Manhunter or or even Wonder Woman. There was the TV show. But, yeah. like, think about it. There was never a Wonder Woman movie for, like, 50 years. You know? You, you just didn't imagine the, the kind of characters that get adapted nowadays. Ever seeing them on the screen. And, I mean... um, Besides like all the negative stuff, I thought it was really cool in Justice League to see the like the Justice League formed yeah. on yeah. the big screen. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. No matter what was going on, like that was still a big moment for me because like I have like I have a huge history like loving these characters, yeah. loving this team, and to see it finally on the big screen, I thought that was I thought that was fantastic. I also think these mainstream depictions they help connect a lot of people to these characters. I know it's super easy to explain like some of the more deeper like like deeper cut characters or their relationships either to my wife or to my niece or to some of my friends or students if i have a reference point like oh remember in like thor 3 this guy he's this guy or remember in guardians 2 or whatever and i think that these movies do that a lot like oh you like doomsday like hey here's this book or or watch this cartoon and they're they would never they wouldn't have a reference point if it wasn't for that yeah so at the end of the day we're searching for the MacGuffin, the motivating factor, the thing that pushes us along. Along, what what did we find? Um, Adam Driver as Nightwing is <laughs> <laughs> what I'm. It's what's, it's what's giving me life now. That make it happen, Ben Affleck. I think we find that. Um, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what opinions people have of you, I think still being able to persevere and and put your vision, your creative vision out there, I mm-hmm. think you should do that no matter what people think of you in a sense because even I'm the person that doesn't agree with that vision. I still mm-hmm. support his like 
kind of like his dream, I guess, or like yeah. I, I can tell he's a huge fan. And he's passionate, yeah. Exactly. And I and I'm in a sense I'm kind of proud of him that he can like do this stuff mm-hmm. because like things happen in life, obviously, but the fact that he can still get back into doing what he loves, I think that that's very commendable, very respectable, and that's something that I admire. I also think the like the uprising, the the social media and the fan support to get something like the Snyderverse, like may into creation, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's really consumer power. Yeah, that was like I, we I, want. Was or, yeah, well, it wasn't me, not me, not me. <laughs> but it was, no, was you. But it was definitely a segment of the yeah. fandom, you know, and and we need more of that, like you know, the consumers speaking with their wallets and having their voices being heard. You know, if if it takes getting Zack Snyder's Justice League for that kind of thing to happen, that kind of impact to happen, you know, from this point on, you know, then more power to them. Yeah, so, you know what, I'm going to use my power as a consumer to make this Tim, I mean, this uh, Adam Driver as Nightwing movie to happen. <laughs> you really sold him this, huh? Well, you know, Warner Brothers just looking for projects. They're making like 152 DC, so you might actually be able to pitch this. There you go. For me, this is what I've learned. The stories that we tell, I've said this before, they shape us. We don't always agree with those stories. We don't always relate to those stories. But there's somebody's story out there. And you never know what the catalyst for someone's journey or what the discovery along their way in exploration is going to be. Sometimes we don't understand, you know, the people around us and we don't understand their story, but we fight to protect that story and we stand by and we applaud, you know, the ability to tell these stories because ultimately we can disagree, but we can see the merit in the experience and in the passion of others. And I think, I think that's what we find in the Snyderverse. So many messages so many ideas and they might not be the neatest but they were told and they were here and they will stay in the annals of history as a chapter in a long line of historical tellings of these characters and that's a great accomplishment love it or hate it that was beautiful and on that note we continue on until next time keep on searching